Well, in that Sweet. case. Sweet. All right. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another mm-hmm. movie preview show podcast. This is uh, a half warm Heineken Zero. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you're drinking with us. Cheers. Indeed. Cheers to you. Cheers, Clink. good sirs. Cheers. Cheers, good sirs. But to all of our lovely fans across all of our podcasts, this is our third year of doing our top 10 movies. Yes. Nice. This is only my second time participating. Yes, this is me and Johnny's third skis. Third year doing the top 10s. And this is Mike and Keith's first. Yep. So uh, we have guests this uh, this time around. Uh, So some of you may know that I also do a a show with... um, Keith Gleason called uh, Indie Comics Relay, and that is something we do by every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, by Wednesdays uh, on YouTube. <laughs> it's by Wednesdays. I am subscribed. <laughs> I am subscribed. He's staring at me, and I'm like, I oh yes, like, I yes, am aware of this. Subscribe. Yes, I am subscribed to this. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, without further ado, I got my my. I also awesome co-host Keith I, Gleason. Yeah, and I figured since uh, last time I gave Keith a, such a great intro for him being on the podcast, I figured I'd bring it back around this time and give everyone a nice introduction for all our new listeners this time. Oh, perfect. we have new listeners? <laughs> Where'd they come from? It's yes. a new year. <laughs> bring them over to my channel. Who That'd sent them here? <laughs> so, yeah, so we have, of course, the Mass Mouse fans. We have... As Johnny mentioned, the Indie Comic Relay. We have the Movie Preview and the Battle Wounds all coming together to have shenanigans, drinking of the beers, drinking of the non-alcoholic beers and waters, mm-hmm. and whatever Mike and Keith drink. <laughs> and a full list of top tens, as it is our top ten episode. A fu- I, this year, yes. I've got a full list of top tens. Ah, you were only yes. nine last time, I was time, only nine I last correctly. year. I was lazy. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so this year, I mean, I've got like over 20 movies that I actually saw. Yeah, I had I had 15. And I owe that a little uh, bit to uh, yeah, on my list. I owe that a little bit to me and Keith because we were going to the movies frequently. <laughs> I'm sure your list was yeah. uh, your, your overall movie list was probably pretty big this year, Keith, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like this would have been harder in previous years, you know, where there was like a full slate of movies. I'm assuming you guys are also counting like Netflix premieres and yep. things like that, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. All the originals. Yep. Yeah. For 2020, I mean, we kind of, I'm previous years. We, we made the exception that it had to have been seen in theaters, but this year it's okay. like everything was, it was streaming. a little hard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, some of it's like a premiere on Netflix, you know, almost like a movie premiere, I guess. Right. Right. And you know, I, the list I made, I'm sure there's some exceptions in there, and there are probably Netflix originals that I completely missed. Yeah. So that's part of the beauty of doing these lists and sharing your top tens with everybody is that it's like where I didn't see something, you guys saw something on Netflix yeah. or Hulu and or I think, one of the other platforms. Yeah, both of our... Got a couple out there, yeah, Netflix last, and yeah, Hulu. Last two shows that we did with the top tens, I kind of went back and watched things that you've seen or you've seen or yep. even Dan seen and kind of was like, ooh, yeah, I yeah. like this. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's kind of nice. And we actually even went a step further. We made a little prop bets. And we made prop, like a prop bet board as to, prop bet. you know, the over and under on um, on on probabilities here. I'll yeah. let you take, I'll let you okay. go through this, Brian. You're the, right. you're the betting guy. You're the sports bet guy. Yeah. So here we go. All right, Keith. So we have um, 
the over under on how many movies all five of us will have that are the same. What do you think? Oh, okay. That's cool. So how is that like after that you after we go through all ten everyone goes through their list and we, we look at the, the odds and stuff? I'm kinda gonna go through as we're going through to make it easier and see gotcha. if someone else has that movie. Um but yeah, we, all five of us have to have the same movie. How many do you think all five of us will have? I'm going to say uh, a lot, especially this year where uh, the, the, you know, the list of movies is a lot smaller, I think, yeah. um, than previous years. Um, I'm going to say there's a high probability we'll have at least five each. Keith you know? for five. All right. Keith for a solid five. I went low. I went two. Yeah, I went. I went three, yeah. but you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably aimed a little too low there. Well, we haven't started yet, so if you yeah. like to change your, but answer. It also it depends too because with Hulu, with Netflix, there was a lot of original content out there, and did we all like the same shit? You you stole a peek of my li- my list already. <laughs> I only saw and a couple. That, and, the fact, and the fact that you saw something, you're like, oh, that's on my list. That makes me one. now second one guess. one on our list. Together. That makes me second guess. <laughs> you never I could be I could be very low. And, I could and, be very and now low. that I just said it, I mean, I just said that I saw a bunch of movies with Keith and uh Ooh, and, and yeah. Amy, so I mean like I already shot myself in the foot right there. Yeah, but that's only two of us. And I'm the wild card here. You are the wild <laughs> you card. You are the wild Based card. Based on your list last year, you are the wild card. Brian's the wild average because you're not much of a mo- actual movie theater goer anyway, right? Not this year. Last year right. I was. Me and Keith, we didn't yeah. let COVID stand in but our way. With this one. He could yeah, have no. seen a lot of films that we've seen, but it may not have made his list. Yeah. That's that, it's that's his tr- ranking. That's true too. There's a whole ranking yeah. of yeah. personal preference here. There's I don't trust so many this layers. one. I don't trust Man, him. Like I said, I'm the wild card, so we're a gambler's worst nightmare. It could be <laughs> we could we could have four or five, and then I come in and just fuck everything up. What's the what's I the think next? so like. All right, so the next I, one. I, I'm all over the place taste wise, so like it'd be it'll be interesting. I, yeah. I already know that one of the things that's on your list is only an honorable honorable mention for me, Keith. Right off the bat, we are doing honorable mentions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a couple on the yeah, list. Yeah. We'll do those right off the top just to get them out of the way. Got but it. Uh, the next bet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the next bet we have is the over under on how many movies Brian watched just because there was a sexy woman in it. That's so subjective. Like, what do you consider to be a sexy woman? <laughs> well, if you've listened to the podcast, I know you know my taste. I don't. You know? I, she, I've never listened to this show once in my life. Depending upon which generation, it's like what's the Spanish starlet for that generation? Yeah. <laughs> um. So no. I actually, I, I haven't bet on this one. So I'm going to say like is Kristen Mia totally considered a sexy? At, that's a big old five for me on Brian watching movies for sexy women. So you're, you're I, out, right? Yeah, you can't I'm out, bet. I'm yeah. Bet. Like I think that that's like the number one thing that you look for. It's like is, it a, <laughs> so is there a like, sexy woman in the movie? I'm in. Well, there's there's some movies that I'll watch just because you know, <laughs> just because. But then there's other times where I'm looking for something to watch. I'm like, oh, I don't need a description. Who's in this? I, I'm actually wondering how many times did the whole I'm watching this for a sexy woman backfire on you. But here's you? the other thing. 
this guy loves Hallmark movies and the chicks that are in Hallmark <laughs> movies. We are completely forgetting that whole segment oh, of Hallmark movies that are and out there. He doesn't there. realize it's the same actress in yeah. all thirty of them. Oh no, he does. <laughs> oh, I know. Hence why I've watched them. It's like watching a porn, thinking there's a different plot in each one. You know, it's not. Hence five. Jeez. All right, what's the next bet? Well, what's Keith? What's Keith's answer? If, oh, I'm sorry. If, yeah, yeah, if, I'm sorry. If you want to throw in on this, um, all you got to know, Brian no, likes the sexy ladies. Three, three for the sexy ladies. Three. Yeah, we are got three, four, and five right now. Okay, so the next one is uh, how many movies on the list are Disney related for Chris? For Chris, because Chris runs the Mass Mouse Fans podcast for Disney fans in Massachusetts. And all over the world. And all over the world. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> My motherfucker. It's a family show, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, so this one. I'll say two. Two. Okay. I was like, I, I could try and uh, elaborate on that. But you know what? Fuck it. We'll just do it as uh, I'm gonna as go it, as, as it goes. I'm going to go a solid four on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I nailed it. Maybe close. Depends on what we describe it, like As a Disney, stuff on yeah. Disney Plus, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that would count, right? That would count. Yeah. That would absolutely count. As long as it's, as long as it's premiered there, yeah, I would think it, I think that would be yeah. okay. Yep. And then last, we have how many movies Cupcakes here has watched that, or that's on his list, yeah, okay. that is superhero or comic related. God, was there that much? Um, I'm going to put one. Wonder <laughs> Woman. <laughs> That's what I did. I only have one for him. <laughs> now the world is waiting for you. And um, any other prop bets you guys want to throw up before we get well, going? Well, it looks like Mike's available. Uh, oh, we got to get Mike's numbers now. Oh, is he good? Yeah, Mike's in. Uh, Mike, can, I can't hear you, though, bud. Okay, I'm here. What's oh, up? there we go. We're doing proposition bets, and we'll run down them real quick as terms of uh, over under on what people would have on their list. How many times them. they jump out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. You probably have family members around you, don't you? Upstairs, feeding kids, coming back, listening to this bullshit. Yep, yep. No, getting out of here. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. So actually. Another momentous occasion for this is that this is the me and Mike have been working on movie preview for how long now, Mike? Since like fourteen, two thousand four, at least. Maybe even earlier than that. I think you know we're well before that. I think like more like two thousand and twelve, maybe. Twelve. I know I started it in twenty ten on my own with Jay Walker, who we worked with at that company together, and then you jumped in kind of shortly after with Langelier and all those guys. Um, and then you just kind of stuck around with me. The Facebook page had like 150 followers when uh, I started. Right. Yeah. So that kind of gives you perspective. The original Facebook page that we lost to the ether. Um, yeah. That's so that gives you perspective. He was on the ground floor of a uh, movie preview in the, back in the day. And this is actually the first time we've actually done anything in conjunction for like, a movie preview for a movie preview. Yeah, so it's kind of a momentous occasion in that regard. So, real quick, Mike, Brian's going to run down the over-unders on prop bets for this, and uh, we'll just get your number from 1 to 5, okay? So, the first one is we have... I do have a little bit of a delay, and you know, so sometimes it skips a little bit. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so delay. 
All right. So over under for all five of us having the same movie in our top ten. I'm gonna say under five, uh, under fifty percent. Okay. Then we have the over two, under two two and a half of five. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half yeah, under. <laughs> uh, then we have yeah. How many movies Brian watched because of a sexy woman? Uh, from Brian's beard, I saw earlier. I'm gonna say three or less. <laughs> All right, we have uh, how many movies from Disney Chris has on his list. Now, Chris is an Uber Disney fan. Keep in mind. Oh, based on the, just the last episode alone, I'm gonna say it's six or more. Oh wow! <laughs> I am that fucking predictable. Holy. <laughs> And then we have uh, how many movies Johnny has on his list that are superhero or comic related. It's a tough year for movies. It is. Come again, Mike? Actually, I should change my mind on that if it's Johnny. I think I, I, think I, I, uh, I want to change it to three. Three? Okay. Mike, what was yours? I don't think we got you. And I went four. Four. Mike got four. Four. Awesome. And I th- we added one more bet here. Brian? So we have the bet of how many times Mike is going to jump in and out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he just did it right now. So there's one already. <laughs> we won't count that one. That one's not countable. All right, this one's off the table. So I'm going to say two more. I'm going to go high six. <laughs> <laughs> is that because he um, went six on Disney? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll say three. Brian gives a three. Brian I also go three. three. Man, so we got some pretty good bets here. Okay, well, uh, like we were saying before, it's a, uh, a kind of a sparse year for movies, so I imagine that you know yeah. we are going to have a lot of uh, similarities and crossovers here in the list. But first things first, what I'd like to do is just get the honorable mentions out of the way. You want some intros? Some lovely introductions for people? Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I thought we kind of did that, but let's do that again. So everyone actually knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. So okay. uh, let's, do it. let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, Brian, I'll let you take that then. All right. So uh, I'm going to introduce everybody because I have a little something for everyone that I wrote down. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, we have me. We have uh, Brian, who's the size of a child with a beard. And all of his workouts consist of 12-ounce curls drink to that same then we have chris who is on more podcast appearance and kevin hart has movies <laughs> and made wearing mouse ears awesome oh that's nice and we have johnny who is more famous for wearing a bandana than axel rose is oh yeah that's actually true <laughs> that's actually true <laughs> then we have keith who's the sexy mr clean very much so who made people want to be mascots Oh, that's right. And we have Mike, who uh, looks taller than me, sitting down. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the gang. And that's the gang. (laughs) All right, well, let's start off with honorable mentions, because I'm sure we all have them. Um, Keith, do you have any honorable mentions in your top ten list this year? Yeah, um, let me see. I I had a couple. Um, Unhinged with Russell Crowe. Okay. Um, the Hunt and The Gentleman. 
Oh, oh, oh snap. And Fat Man. And Fat Man. Okay. Uh, Mike, do you want to do your honorable mentions? I got one honorable mention because it was released in 2020, but I didn't see it till 2021, so it doesn't make the top 10 list. Soul from Pixar. Oh, All right. Right on. Um, so my honorable mentions, I have three. Uh, first one's called Unfit, The Psychology of Donald Trump. It was a documentary. It was awesome. That I meant to text you about that one. I wanted to catch it. Oh, it was so good. It just broke down how much of a nut job that guy can be. Um, another one is Onward. That was an honorable mention. Uh, I forgot that it came out in 2020. That was actually something I had to add in after I completed my list. And I was like, I did like that, but I just it won't make the list for me. So uh, The Gentleman, Keith, that was also an honorable mention. We saw that one together in the theater. Yes. <laughs> it was good, it was, but uh, I don't think it was top ten good, right? Exactly. It was a solid movie, very entertaining, but not, you know, almost made my list. Almost. If, if it was a little bit of a better Guy Ritchie movie, it probably would have been on the top ten, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And McConaughey definitely made that movie. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and uh, Colin, uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, that's right. Colin Farrell and the, the soccer hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And uh, my last honorable mention is Wonder Woman. Didn't even make the top ten. Did not make the top ten. Hey, hey, life is good, but it could be better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the movie's good, but it could have been better. I haven't watched the yeah, I was waiting for uh, yeah, actually haven't seen it yet either. It's not on my top ten. I was actually waiting for this podcast to figure out if I should watch it or not. Oh, nice move. Nice move. And that actually eliminates an option of all five of us seeing the same movie. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Look at that. Uh, wild card. Wild card. Wild card. And, uh, honorable mentions, Chris? Uh, my three. Actually, I do have one documentary, which was Class Action Park. Available on HBO oh, Max. That, that was a that. that was a really good one. That was not on <laughs> my got, list. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I, I would have put that in my list. I think. Oh, and they had totally all the comedians from from New Jersey, and they were all swearing. I loved it. Um, I also had the Prom on Netflix, uh, musical directed by Ryan Murphy, and it was gay, very very gay, <laughs> but didn't make my top ten. Um, and then Babysitter Two. Also a Netflix original. It's on my... It was actually a fantastic movie for what it is, but I never saw Babysitter 1, so I can't actually put it on my list because it feels like cheating. It's kind of like watching House 2, and it has almost like very little to do with House 1. Yeah. Or Apollo 13 and not seeing the first 12 Apollos. It just it. <laughs> or, or Leonard Part 6. <laughs> He's forced to watch that in prison. <laughs> Followed by Ghost Dad. Yep. <laughs> oh, so that's snap. my three. That's your three. Right. How about you, Brian? Well, all of the first Leonard movies, because we never saw those. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got uh, Hubie Halloween. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Soul. Yep. And then I have an honorable mention of something not to watch, and that is Eurovision, the song <gasps> contest. How 
dare you? Oh, I couldn't stand it. I could not stand it. How far up on my list? Excuse me a moment. I could not stand oh, it. It's, it's high yeah, up. Get you. Oh, man. I told you, I'm a wild card He's right now. You are a wild card. card. Is a wild card. Actually, and I have one more extra honorable uh, shameless promotion mention, and that's the movie Vibration. I helped co-direct it. That's Oh, yeah, I forgot. Is that available? Last year. It's on Amazon Video. Remind me. <laughs> I will. It's terrible. Please. Oh, no, I, I hope it's, so. It's terrible. I hope so. <laughs> but, but I helped make it. I was sitting next to in a film like early 2000s. It was awful, but I will show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know, it was just something I made, uh, I was part of, and it's out there now. So I had to give All it right. an extra honorable, shameless plug mention. Little, a little pat on the back? A little pat on the back. Slight pat on the back. Not a big deal. All right, so, the, so we're moving right along. Yeah, so uh, Mike, Mike, you number ten. You're uh, number ten. Homebound parent that I am here in 2020. Uh, number ten. I'm going to go Christmas Chronicles two on Netflix. Wow, <laughs> Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, I believe, are in those. I missed all of that Kurt Russell with Santa Claus business, and I don't know. Maybe I'm missing uh, out here. I like that yeah. one. I, I thought the first one was better, but I, I enjoyed part two. What'd you like about it, Keith? Kurt Russell agreed. is uh, agreed. Santa Claus. Like, like the first Babysitter movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. The first Babysitter was better than the second one. Um, I wasn't the only one who saw it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, Johnny, it's just like, it's just, I mean, Kurt Russell's amazing, like, in anything he does. Right. And then, like, just having him as Santa Claus and, like, yeah, and just these, like, it's like an adventure movie, too. It, it reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, something you would have saw in the 80s and, and loved as a kid, you know? Does he wear an eye patch and does he say, call me Claus? Oh, I wish he did. <laughs> but it's, it's almost worth it for, like, the musical numbers that he does in both movies. Oh, wait, he sings? It's a musical? Yeah, he does like an Elvis song in the first one, and I forget what the second one was. Do you oh. remember, Mike? Oh, yeah, it was all kinds of family fun. <laughs> so Excellent, excellent. All right, well, let's move right along. Keith, number 10? Okay, for number 10, I had a Netflix original, um, Spencer Confidential with... Uh, Marky Mark, and um, I believe it's, uh, what's the other guy's name? Winston Duke. He was um, um, from us in uh, Black Panther. Yeah, he was uh, Umbadu yeah. in Black Panther. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just love this movie. It was like, I, I you know, I, I, I used to like Spencer for Hire, you know, growing up as a kid, but this movie was just like a great, like, retelling of it, you know, modernized version of it. And, um, I was going to ask you if you. But, I was going to ask you if you go like ahead. the TV series. My bad. I was going to ask you if you. Liked I did. The TV yeah, I did. And um, the script for this one was by the guy that wrote uh, or adapted uh, L.A. Confidential. So it has like um, I don't know, just some good action and good. I don't know, just good detective storytelling. I recommend it if you guys haven't seen it. I haven't, but now it's. I remember it was kind of like it was on my like to watch list. And it kind of fell by the wayside. I didn't realize that came out in 2020 either. It was the beginning of the year. Very yeah, it was year. early 2020. It was yeah. early, like, uh, 
like March or something like that. It was, yeah, it was like February, March, right before the whole Corona shut everything down. It almost feels like we went through two years, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, and also Mike left, so that's a bounce out. Hashtag <laughs> or check mark. That's a bounce out for Mike on a jump. Um, let's All right. see. All right, so number 10. We'll go around the table then. So we'll do Mike, Keith, and then the table. Yep. All right. Uh, my 10 is a Netflix original, The Wrong Missy. The Wrong Missy. Oh, David Spade. Adam Sandler yep. produced. Yep. Has David Spade as the main character with uh, Laura Lubkiss. Okay. As like the... That was on my short list because I I really enjoyed that too. And I yeah. normally I, I hate Adam Sandler movies. But I thought that one was really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, it had the, the weird dynamic of him being like a super smart kind of guy, intelligent. And then Laura Lubkiss comes in as like this just doer says yes to everything. Okay. And, <laughs> and it's like super out there and wild. And yeah. uh, they go on a blind date. And her name is Missy. And then he meets this other Missy on a plane who is like more him, is laid back. They have all the same interest and in everything. And her name is Missy. And one night he ends up texting the wrong Missy uh-huh. and invites her on his business trip to Hawaii. And the crazy chick ends up going and it just goes I think off I saw the, the trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've always avoided Adam Sandler movies and there have been few in between that I've yeah. actually enjoyed. But uh, that sounds like one I might actually have to check out. This like one definitely goes back to like the old kind of David Spade like movies with like Tommy Boy and. It had that kind of yeah, like it feel had, to like, it. It, it. Really, it really played to the strength of uh, David Spade's like sarcastic kind of comedy, and I thought the writing was uh, was much miles better than your typical Sandler movie, yeah. which I can't stand. So yeah, I, yeah. I definitely recommend it too. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Okay, so my it's number a, 10, right? Chris is swatting bugs over Wait, here. What the fuck? What are the bugs? That? Are you it's sure in that's the a Heineken uh, Zero? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm never sure of anything. <laughs> um, okay, so my 10 was Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was a great sequel. Uh, I thought it could be a little bit better, but I was uh, super psyched for it. And when I finally saw it, I was like, oh, it was acceptable. So, uh, yeah, that's my number 10. Uh, I try to watch it, and the stream just kept <laughs> doing the buffer, so I never oh, got to watch it. Try getting it on the Plex? The 4K. It yeah, was the not, 4Ks. was not having it. Yep, the Plex does uh, have some issues with the 4Ks. Yeah, yeah. I know it recently. No, we've I, the sand we've had no problems with. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't watch that in 4K. I watched that yesterday and today. Oh, nice. Good, though, right? Finished it. Oh. I have my thoughts. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so, yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music was my number 10. I don't know if it was on anybody else's list. Didn't see it. Still haven't had a chance to see it yet. Yep. It was just one of those, one of those things. Like, if you're in the Bill and Ted frame of mind, check it out. Got it. My number 10? Your number 10. Already one off the list. Onward. Ah. Uh, yeah. It was good. Uh, it was, was good. on my short yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. There was the whole subplot with the mom and the... Uh, 
Octavia Spencer character where there was sort of like a side quest going on where they're trying to find the boys. It was just like, it was cute, but kind of unnecessary, but totally Disney. And it was like, all right. But you put Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Octavia Spencer together in a scene and it's like, oh, this is gold. I understand why they left this in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the true stars were Chris Pratt and Tom Holland and just give me Tom Holland any day. Chris Pratt's <laughs> a character and that was like my spirit animal. Yeah. I identified with that guy so much. And the ending, uh, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Uh, sad as fuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you expect, it does have a really you expect sad the youngest ending. son to yeah. be able to talk to the dad because that was his mission the entire time, but it was the oldest son because he realized that the oldest son yeah. was the one who spent more time with dad. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking sad. But good. I liked it. I, I ended up enjoying it, and I'm glad Disney Plus didn't do that whole uh, premiere access bullshit that they did with Mulan, the live action, because that is not on my list. <laughs> For spending $30. <laughs> so that's it. That's my 10. And yeah, you already got the one Disney down. I think Mike's trying to say something, but I'm not hearing him. <laughs> Does that count as a jump out? <laughs> Am I winning? <laughs> Mike, come again. Can we still hear Keith? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You're back. <laughs> we lost you there for a second. Okay. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I'll say it again. Onward was my number one. Only movie all year gave me an emotional response. Oh, wow. yeah. Rolled a teardrop. Yeah, well, because it was... Was that not a sad ending? It was. Fucking Pixar, man. They, <laughs> they go for the jugular. Yeah. They do. They know how to get you. The, the last Pixar movie that get, made me shed a tear was uh, Bow, the short one. Oh, I love uh, that one. Oh, uh, yeah. That one yeah. broke my heart out. I think I was in the theater with my mom, with um, Keith, and I turned to him. I go, I think I need to call my mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one was good. All right, so uh, what? We're on to nines now. Yeah, Mike, hit me nine. with your nine. Yeah, Mike. Number nine, Old Guard, Netflix, Charlize Theron. Oh, wow. update of the Highlander, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that movie had kind of a Highlander-y kind of feels, like a Highlander for the modern age. I completely went under my radar. Yep. It wasn't bad. You know, action flick got the, like I said, the Highlander vibes out of it, but with, uh, you know, forty caliber or, or higher as opposed to uh, some old school swords. Yep. And uh, Charlize is a pretty good action star too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she holds it. It, 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 it does pretty well. Nice, nice. That one's definitely now on my to-check-out list. Yep, same. Keith, what about your number nine? Number nine, another uh, uh, Netflix original, um, Extraction with uh, Lee, um, what's his face from? Thor. Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Just a badass badass action movie that um, I had no idea was based on a graphic novel, but it's written by the Russo brothers. And it just was, I would love to see more sequels with that character going in and just effing shit up, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They have one on the docket, but they're not sure if they're going to bring him back for two or write someone else into the part. His brother, I'm sure, is a I mean, it was just, it reminded me in some ways of like Rambo, you know, like it's just sort of like this one man army, but, you know, just. It was just good. It reminded me of like the action movies we don't get anymore because like everything's kind of been replaced by superheroes now. You know, it reminded me. uh, Sorry, Keith, I didn't mean to step on you there. I was going to say uh, it kind of reminded me of a Man on Fire. 
Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. But Denzel? And, um, that's, Denzel, that's the reason the I, uh, I enjoyed it so much, and that's why I made my list is because I want to I want to see more movies like that where we get back to like the you know action sequence. Yeah, that are like, like the action the action star yeah. again. Yeah. Yep. yep. The classic action yeah. movie. No, I would agree with that. Um, and then uh, my number nine is actually Keith. Your number ten, which is Spencer Confidential. Nice. nice. For what awesome. reasons for you? Uh, the same thing. And kind of get back to like the the action. I love the the dynamic of Mark and Umbagu. I also thought yep. that Umbagu was the comic relief in the entire movie. And he then, was great in it. Yeah, and it has you know that Boston kind of home. And I, they were in that MMA gym, and I knew kind of oh. half the guys in there. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Might be a little biased, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's cool though. Like, you can't deny a movie where, like, if you're familiar with that area, yeah, that's like even like when I left the house, there was like this movie on in the background that had um, Jacqueline Smith in it or something, but it took place in San Diego, yeah. and I immediately noticed. Oh, I was like, that's Coronado Bridge, that's the Hall of Justice, that's this, that's that, you know. And I kind of got myself roped into a movie I never would have seen, yeah, just because the location was quite familiar to me. No, I definitely dig the the dynamic that they had going on as like a. It's like a cop movie. So. Yeah, like I will say, like the weakest thing about that movie is um, that that woman comedian that was Mark. Uh, Mark oh, his uh, girlfriend or whatever yeah, she was. I forget. Is that is it Elijah Schlesinger who was the comedian? Yeah, she's just doing like a horrible like Boston accent. And yeah, I wanted to throw her through like a wall. <laughs> She doesn't. She doesn't ruin the movie, but she she almost does. Yeah, she's on my list of horrible Boston accents that I want to throw through a wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, my number nine was a movie. Actually, I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's called Swallow. <laughs> and he immediately looks at Chris. It's so funny. That's not the only one he's going to be looking at before. <laughs> I know, I've seen part of the list. Um, <laughs> S- Swallow was uh, is kind of like a uh, drama thriller kind of horror movie where okay. uh, this woman becomes obsessed, and I forget the name of the disease, but she then wants to like swallow things. Eat everything? She, yeah, so she becomes obsessed with swallowing things and then like, you know, start swallowing like razor blades and more fucked up shit. And I believe it's called deep throatitis, <laughs> <laughs> which you are familiar with. Uh, yeah, it's just because documentary. Bitch, I don't swallow. <laughs> no, it seems like it would be a documentary, but it's actually like a drama. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I, I think like the the fact that it was like the just the whole issue of the the compulsion of this woman was kind of interesting. I just thought it was like. Why would somebody do such an awful thing? But I guess when you're like obsessed or like, you know, like gambling, right? But this is something that's physically like bad for you. I don't know. I was just, it kind of like completely pulled me in. Uh, and then the movie ended like, not to spoil it or anything, but it kind of it shifts from the whole swallowing thing at the end of the movie to like this freedom from her oppressive significant other kind of thing. It was weird. It, it, it pulled the um, full metal jacket. And, and kind of flipped, you know, in the third act of the movie. I kind of like that. Yeah. So I kind of got a little extra bang for my buck for that movie. But, yeah, that was my number nine, Swallow. Nice. All right, Chris, hit me with your uh, number nines. My number nine. Here's a movie pitch for you. 
We're going to take Joel McHale, one of the funniest men in TV sitcoms, and we're going to take Kevin James, another hilarious man in television sitcoms. We're going to make Kevin James a white supremacist Nazi. <laughs> and Joel McHale is going to be murdered by a 12-year-old girl. We're going to call it Becky. And I could not believe, like, this was recommended to me by somebody who I was just like, what, do you, what, what is this shit? Um, but when you see Kevin James with the shaved head, the swastika tattoo, and all that stuff, I was like, what am I getting myself into? It was a great fucking movie. Becky's on my list. I it was a great, amazing, great movie. It, it was like so that what you're saying before, Keith, about like kind of like Rambo. Imagine like a 12 yeah. year old girl taking on like the Rambo persona and then taking out neo Nazis one by one. She kicks at, okay. and like you it's like it's, it's almost like Home Alone, but turned up. Like the meth volume was turned up on that. Yeah, it's, like, it's Home Alone meets Breaking Bad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely surprising for me. I uh, didn't expect. I didn't expect like. Also, I was really curious to see Kevin James as a villain. Oh no, it was believable. Yeah, it was absolutely believable. He did a great job as a villain. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. So, uh, yeah, Becky, that was that was actually on my list. That's my number three. So you know, I have a couple that are on my list, but I haven't shared what number they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Same. You're just keeping us. I'm keeping uh, it to myself yeah, as a surprise. On the edge of our list. Right, you're doing seat. you're doing the Ned over there. That's yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm doing the Ned from Spider Man, which is a, just a shot at Chris's co-host. Yep, that guy, that guy, who I also made a song about multiple times. Okay, so I think that brings us to number eight. Number eight. Yep. Yep. Okay, Mike, what's your number eight? Uh, again, hashtag parenting, trolls world tour. Oh, I feel like everybody saw that. No, it was just like at the very beginning of the pandemic where there was nothing else. So they were like really marketing that heavy. And I guess if you're a parent, yeah, there was a lot of marketing for that. There was absolutely a lot of marketing and there was news stories too, because of like, basically it proved the whole view at home model. Right. Because I think that came out originally at a premium and people subscribed. It was definitely one of those ones where like, yeah, I mean, is one of those ones where they pushed it off. They're like, you know what? We've already done all the marketing on this. They have no choice but to let it out. You know? There was already cereal on the shelves. You, you got to push out the movie. Yeah, they were in too deep. It's actually kind of what we're getting to with uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Is because there's toys out there in the shelves. There's uh, It's going to be too hyped. Yeah, there's marketing. So well, I'm kind of afraid to watch it now because just the hype behind it. Did you see that trailer today, though? I did, but I'm still afraid. Ah, oh, it's dope. I'd try to say one me. Justice League. No, not Justice yeah. League. Uh, Suicide Squad. Just hype, hype, hype. Hypey, oh. hypey, hype. And then you watch it and you're like, fuck. I'm hoping that there, this one isn't a hype machine alone. But uh, we featured that trailer on and the movie preview page. Make sure you go there and check it out. That's why I've avoided Wonder Woman 84. I keep hearing hype, hype, hype. And then when you see it, eh. I kind of turn off the hype when the commercial comes on. But yeah. that's for a different reason. Well, when I noticed uh, the Mecha Godzilla Easter eggs in the trailer, that just sent me to 11. <laughs> That I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm a mark on. for Mecha Godzilla. What can I say? You're not wrong. So where were we at? Oh yeah, we were at eight, right? So, Keith, my Keith. older son, he's on Team Godzilla right now. Oh, is he oh. on Team Godzilla? <laughs> Bring me Mothra. <laughs> Bring he's me the head Godzilla. of Mothra. We watched the trailer off of you know the excellent page, movie preview show page. 
watched it right there earlier today. He's Team Godzilla. Nice, nice. I'm Team Godzilla, too. He's on my side. So, Keith, what's your number eight? Uh, let me see. Number eight. I <laughs> wonder if this is on anyone's list. Um, Nicholas Cage, Colorado Space. Yes. I, I, you know, like, I love Nicholas Cage's overacting, you know, normally, but I actually thought this was a legit good movie, like good horror movie. Like there's parts of it that I was like, I was like creeped out by. Um, I, I thought it was solid, good, good production values. Uh, Nicholas Cage just, you know, tearing up the screen like he normally does, but I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed that hor- as a horror movie. Uh, it was on my list, Keith, too, and uh, I oh, loved okay. it. I, I loved it. It's um, it's some of the best creature horror since The Thing. Yep. Yes, I and, agree. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody that started, but Johnny, the part with the, the mother and daughter, that, oh. I thought that was like, that was like so creepy. Oh, that and the alpacas. Yes. So good. So good. I agree. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's on my um, list, and I'm going to divulge it. That's my number seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving away any of my secrets. <laughs> um, awesome. So My Ryan, number eight is uh, Birds of Prey. Which is also on my list. And uh, I think it was too long. I think they could have shortened it a little bit. And... The story, I think, was more of everybody else around Harley and not kind of Harley herself, as they titled it, Harley Quinn, and blah, 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 blah. They should have just went with blah, 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 blah. Got you. So it should have been more of just a Harley Quinn movie? With a movie with Harley Quinn, not a titled Harley Quinn. Because if you use the title Harley Quinn and Jamokes, then you're going to... think it's more featured on Harley. The story is all Harley where I felt it was more on everyone else and Harley was just there. I thought she was like more featured than anybody exactly, though. Yeah. Like we kind of see things. She in was her. in every storyline, Yep, but I felt like they were just more into telling everyone else's story and she was just there. Yep. I can see that. Did you watch this because, because of a sexy woman? Well, Harley Quinn is definitely my favorite in the entire Batman. And uh, Margaret Robbie sold it, so I was just like... <laughs> That's a safe bet. We're up That's to his bet. That, We've already done bet. three films, yes. and I'm like, we haven't seen any tick marks on yes. uh, Brian yes. Wash because of Sexy um, Woman. But it's not just because of Margaret Robbie. There is also Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in there. Oh, I'm a fan. Yes. Especially after Fargo, season three. I am a fan. How can you not be? She's awesome. So, yeah, that's my number eight. Nice. So, that brings me up to me. My number eight, and I'm curious if anybody else has it, is Bad Boys for Life. <gasps> no. <laughs> that, was on my short, that was on my short list, Johnny. I almost put it on there. I um For a movie that was the... Uh, you know, long overdue third. No, you're like shaking your head. 15 years later. Yeah, but I still enjoyed it. I thought they. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was good. I, I thought it was a better follow up to a, like, a, like a dormant franchise than like the most recent Rambo was. And I enjoyed the most recent Rambo, but like I felt like Bad Boys for Life just did it better. 
And, like, I don't know. I think it was just nice to, like, visit these characters at this point in the timeline. Yeah. They're right. they still doing it, but they're also doing it under the pretense of, like, being older and... Nostalgia. Yeah, you know? And there was, like, like they're on their way out. They're on their way out, but they're still, you know, kicking it. They need that swan song. Yeah. Well, this was... It felt like Lethal Weapon 4, to be honest. Yeah. It was close. It was close. Yep. And that's kind of why uh, I put it on my number eight. I just I didn't see it. That's why I was shaking my head. Okay. I, was like, I thought you were just I, no. vehemently against no, bad boys. No, no, I just I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, so Chris was shaking his head like he didn't agree. No, <laughs> no, Martin Lawrence. How dare you? Not no. for me. Um, yeah. So that was my number eight. How about you? Mine was a little known play that was turned into a movie called Hamilton. Has anyone heard of Hamilton? I have never heard of this movie yeah. or play. I have never heard or of it. The either. entire soundtrack that everybody seems to listen to. I had not heard a single thing. This is honest. I had not heard like a single full song from this show before I saw it on Disney Plus. You saw it. You said, "I'm not going to waste my shot," and then you watched it. I did. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, of course, I don't know if it's racist, but I loved the king george parts the most i thought uh jonathan groff did a great job with the you'll be back is it now wait and see is it a live recording of the stage play or do they make a no it was in front of a live studio audience absolutely there was a studio audience in there okay uh, because you hear the laughing the clapping yeah no it it was a great great show i thought they did a marvelous job with the the soundtrack uh lin manuel miranda is just an amazing person and i could see why it was sold out consistently for two, three years while it was on Broadway. Had you not seen it before? Nope. It was my first experience. I'd heard things. Obviously, I heard the the fervor over it. Sure. Um, And I may have heard snippets of songs like Take My Shot, or Not Gonna Take My Shot, but I hadn't seen anything aside from that. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Now that you've seen it via Disney, um, if you didn't see it via Disney, would you have gone to the theaters to see it? Uh, probably not paid an exorbitant amount to see it. Maybe if it was a local, like, Boston show yeah, at the theaters like kind of thing. 50 or 60 bucks, I would have paid for nosebleed seats. So Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would have. Just cool. so. It still counts get over under Disney that's line. A, that's a Disney line? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a Disney line. That's a Disney line right there. That's why I said, like, do we do we classify what's Disney? Because it was not produced by Disney, but it was released on Disney Plus. So That's true. That's true. So that brings us to number it. seven, right? Mike, it what's your... It counts. <laughs> Mike, what's your number seven? Number seven, Scoob. 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 I, Scoob. I forgot that came out this year. So what put that on your Isn't list? Good? I, I definitely wanted to check it out. It looked interesting. I love the black, the blue falcon. Yeah, it, it honestly, the, uh, the play over, you know, one hero taking over for his father, you know, with the blue falcon thing and, yeah, it was it was it was better than some of those Freddie Prince live action ones. How about that? <laughs> okay, I believe. Yeah, it. I, I, I believe definitely that. want to check it out. I'm interested. Yeah, that's that's been on my list only because I heard that uh, a lot of the wacky racist characters show up, and I was a fan of that too. So yeah, and I think uh, I, I saw, and this is probably a spoiler, but. I saw the action figures, and they actually had uh, Captain Caveman. So if he's in that movie, <laughs> I <love> Captain Caveman. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> Captain Caveman, you know, I'm in. Being, being a parent and seeing the kids' movies, you know, the, the best part is when you catch the adult jokes in the kid movies, you know, being a parent. So, you know, you, you appreciate them a little bit more. Amen to that. 
Okay, so Keith, what was your seven? Seven for me was uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, all right. And uh, why was uh, go ahead? I was going to say, say, why did it? Why did that rank on your number seven? Um, I think mostly because I, I think you know we saw that together, and um, I remember. I think even saying to you before we walked in, I'm like. I have very low expectations because I expected that to be kind of like maybe like woke nonsense, you know, like I I thought it was going to be like girl power and all this crap. And, and it really wasn't anything like that. And it was just a kick-ass action movie with uh, women, you know, and uh, it wasn't a, it wasn't like forced girl power, right? Like it wasn't like, yeah, it weren't all, instantly awesome and right they weren't like ray you know and they (laughs) (laughs) and um like it it just um that's why i I enjoyed it i love seeing all those characters together i thought lou mcgregor was a great villain you know and oh i thought yeah yeah, he was great in that he was and uh, i just i enjoyed it so it made my list um i also think it was like it was you and mcgregor like it was uh even though it wasn't like the black mask from the comics, I thought it was such a great take on the character, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, and like the, the, the action was really good and it really strong. I think, uh, isn't it like the John wick people that worked on the action scenes in that, which I think made it really made a difference with the movie. Yep. The stunt, uh, stunt and action choreography was the same team as John wicks and it definitely showed. Yeah. So yeah, it was my number seven. That's why I made the list. I thought it was really entertaining. Nice, nice. Brian, that would bring it to you for number seven? My number seven is uh, actually a a Netflix original that has no Wikipedia page, which (laughs) boggles my mind. (laughs) Um, Did it exist if it doesn't have a Wikipedia page? That's what I'm saying. But it exists because I watched it. It is Welcome to Sudden Death. So, did that have anything to do with a sexy woman? You no. are a fucking wild card. <laughs> <laughs> so, you really are. Like a Van Damme movie. It, uh, originally, it was supposed to be a remake of the Van Damme movie. No way. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> but instead of Van Damme, it was Michael Jai White as the main character. Mike, like, okay. Oh, Michael J- Spawn. 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 <laughs> we also have Spawn. For some reason, my mind went to Jaleel White. And I'm like, they got Urkel for that? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not Urkel. Not this time. Uh, but no, it was... Mike <laughs> <laughs> just uh, mind blown. Yeah. So yeah, it was supposed to be like a sequel. Then they went to like a remake. And there's just a bunch of nonsense behind it. That's but um, it's pretty much the same plot. But instead of a hockey game, it's a basketball game now. And you have, you know, the four quarters or however long the game goes to get rid of all these bombs. And definitely a Michael Jai White movie, all the action karate movies, nice. which definitely I uh, enjoy that they're bringing it back. It was also the first movie I've seen in quite some time where it's not typical bad guy versus good guy. It was like two or three guys at once trying to beat him up versus just one. I was like, okay, uh, okay, I respect that. Because in a normal fight, you're going to have two or three people trying to beat you up, not just one guy and all of his friends just sitting there laughing at you. Right, right. It's not like the Karate Kid days. No, they're all going to jump in and try and kick your ass, where it's- Michael Jai White comes in and takes a 
you punches, but then kicks everybody's ass because right. it's Michael J. White. Right, right, right. And then they have, of course, the comic relief in, I'm pretty sure, Gary Owen. He plays like this uh, like janitor type of thing. Okay. And he has like all these one-liners that just make me laugh because I have a weird sense of humor and then just drives off in his golf cart. I just made an action movie funny at the same time. So <laughs> It just like if the comedy fit well. Yeah, it fit the action sequence. It wasn't too you know, over. The more you explain this. The more... Come again, Mike? So, you know, the more he explains this, it sounds less like a Michael J. White movie and more like a Michael Scott movie that we've all heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Threat level midnight. But with oh, action. Man. Yeah, with actual action. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, number seven. Nice, nice. Um, my number seven was Keith's Pryor's Color Out of Space. Uh, for all the same reasons we stated before, it's got great creature horror. Um, it's got Nicolas Cage over the top. Uh, so personally for me is I enjoy a Lovecraft stories. I've worked on Cthulhu's hard to spell. It's a Lovecraft anthology. So I've read variations of color out of space, but, uh, you know, when it came down to the guy who made Mandy doing one, I was all in. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, having seen Mandy and loved it, given how tripped out it was, I had to check out color out of space. And that was my number seven. Chris, my number seven, uh, comedy from the beginning of the year, like a boss. Tiffany Haddish, Rose Byrne, Selma Hayek, Whoa. Lisa Kudrow, all the sexy ladies. Uh, I was about to say, that would have triggered all my watch because of sexy ladies yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, it was on my list to watch because of sexy ladies. <laughs> sexy ladies. But I never uh, got around to it because of Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Yeah. Uh, like, no, it was it was great. It was uh, two college friends. They, had, they own their own business. Uh, and she kind of like comes in and tries to take over. Selma Hayek wants to partner with them first, but you know where it goes yeah. that she just ends up uh, just controlling all all of it uh, to the point where the two friends split up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's great, though, like most of these comedies, usually there's a man that gets in between like there's a love interest or something. The only man that's really prominent is Billy Porter, who is super gay. So it's <laughs> it's really it's all about these ladies. Uh and to get even, they find uh, Selma, Selma Hayek's old business partner, who's Lisa Kudrow. They partner with her instead, and yeah, it's a it's a good comedy. There's it's on par with Bridesmaids, probably because Rose Byrne is in both of those. Okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a part where they're they're at a baby shower and they're outside on the roof smoking, and they get caught and they jump into the pool so that they don't. Like, smell yeah exactly <laughs> uh but yeah it's a cute movie i i really enjoyed it and uh wesley has no recollection whatsoever of seeing this movie with me okay yeah rose burns in my top five for sexy ladies so i love her like comedy and action yeah 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 she works well x-men first class x-men first class yeah. Yeah. neighbors she had like a movie every every two weeks yeah yeah, yeah. she's the kevin Hart of women she's the kevin <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. So that would bring us back to Mike on number six. Number six for me: Netflix original Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie. I mostly because I I uh, I love Dan Stevens from Legion, and he was amazing as the villain in that. <laughs> I loved him in the live action Beauty and the Beast. I like Dan Stevens from The Guest. We all like yeah, Dan Stevens from different uh, things. <laughs> Brian, Brian is insulting all of us who enjoyed Eurovision. Know, like, it, 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 
Yeah, if you like know the music, Abba, he's a hater. Like stuff like that. I think uh, <laughs> the, it would hit a comedy chord with you. You know, uh, the accents annoyed the fuck out of me. Pierce Brosnan in particular, so it was kind of graining on me. <laughs> Come again. So, well, why'd you? Why'd you? Was it on your pick, uh, Mike? Bad signal, West Coast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, so, Keith, what's your number six? Number six was, uh, I think, uh, premiered on Hulu, and I recommend this to any to everybody if, if you like like dark comedies. Um, the movie's called Spree, and it stars um, Joe Joe Carey, who plays uh, Steve on Stranger Things. He basically plays like a kid who's trying to become like a, like a YouTube like in, influencer. And he, uh, he's just a loser at it. And he decides, uh, he also has a job as like a ride share driver. He decides to start killing his passengers. On, uh, <laughs> I really want to see this. It's to build up his uh, social media following. And David Arquette plays like his loser father. It's, um, it's amazingly funny. So I, I highly recommend it. Um, it's really funny and it's really well done. That, yeah, it's definitely made my to-watch list. Yep. Yeah, it's on, it's on mine, mine now, too. Nice. Is that mine? Yeah, I so watch Stuber now. <laughs> oh, Stuber. I actually saw that, and I did like that one. Was that 2020? No, that was 2019, Oh, I okay. I was like, holy shit. I think shit. that was even on my 2019 list. Might have been. May have been. Yeah, Stuber. I, I enjoyed that one for what it was. It was kind of like a funny buddy cop or buddy comedy kind of thing. Um, all right, so number six. So my number six? Yeah. Because of a sexy lady. Sexy lady. So originally, I had read the reviews on this movie, and they were very bad. And then I saw who was in the movie, and I stopped caring about reviews. (laughs) 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 And I proceeded to watch this movie. It is Fantasy Island. Oh, for which which sexy lady? That was this year, wasn't it? Maggie Q. Wow. Maggie Q. Okay. I... Uh, I saw Fantasy Island, and I kind of, I liked I liked two thirds of it. I think they really ruined it with a twist at the end. Yeah, I, I think they it, they uh, stretched a little too far on the on the super twist at the end. Yeah, but besides that, like the first two thirds of that movie, I was on board. I thought yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, plus, Maggie Q was on the screen most of the time, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> I was a big fan of Maggie Q when she remade uh, Nikita. Yes. The TV series. Indeed. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, and then, like Keith said, uh, it wasn't like a twist ending. It was like a super twist that they pulled out from not even left field, but they went to the parking lot to grab something and then bring it back yeah. in. <laughs> was like the Maggie Q the main girl in that? Was Maggie Q the main girl in that movie? Lucy Hale. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was definitely like a Blumhouse production. Wait, but there wasn't a tattoo, right? And tattoo being the uh, Hervé Villachez role from the original series. No tattoo in this one, right? Uh, I don't remember a tattoo. Um, no, the plane, the plane. Remember the guy from the old TV series? Hervé Valenche. Hervé Valenche. Close, right? Is that his name? I Hervé? think so. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the plane, if, the if, plane. Yeah. Was, was there any equivalent make, to that? Uh, Michael Pena, uh, maybe. Was there any equivalent to the um, tattoo character? I'm just reading the yeah, plot of this, and yes. 
Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'll have to watch it now. I haven't seen it, and I'm reading here the plot, and like as soon as you said it, I'm like it's on the Plex. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's on the Plex. I just gotta watch it. Like um, Fantasy Island, the prequel. Oh, the prequel to the series. Kinda, yeah. That's Ooh. what the kind of the premise is a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I was a fan of the series. I even remember speaking to Amy uh, about it. Kind of like we were fans of the series. So it would be tough to approach the, the, the remake movie, you know? Well, they had the, they added the horror twist, which is, I think, new. It's probably the only way Blumhouse could make it, I guess. Right. But, like, uh, I, you know, like I said, it's okay. Like, I I, uh, I think the first two-thirds were decent. If they had stick, stuck to the landing, I would have liked it a lot better. Right on. What about you, Brian? What was your number six? That was my six. Oh, um, my bad. Wow. <laughs> my bad. Holy crap. Your Sorry. six. My six. My six was a movie that was supposed to come out forever ago. Oh, boy. And they just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and, you know, delaying it. And then Corona. And then they slid it under the radar and almost nobody saw it except for me and Keith in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, The New Mutants. Oh, oh, that's wow, right. Really? That took forever, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. It, it took. That, uh, that made your list. That was on my short list, Johnny. Because um, it's totally not as bad as people make it out to be. Nowhere near as bad. Yep. So I mean, like, it, it's got the comic book angle going for it. I was a fan of the comic series, um, and I, I don't know. I just I, I didn't expect it to be good, given that all the production delays it went through and all the issues. But in the end, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised. So the same reason why you appreciated Birds of Prey, Keith, I, I think I, I appreciated New Mutants. It was actually yep, on my list I to agree watch. With you. I, I've been defending it whenever yeah, it comes up in conversation. We were going to do it last weekend. We didn't get a chance to. But yeah, What'd you say, Mike? I said, wasn't that done in like 16 or 17 and they just been sitting on it? 2016 for sure. So it definitely had a good lead up. Yeah. And it was actually a part of what would have been the, uh, like, Logan, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, um, you know, that was supposed to fit into that kind of overall arching thing. Uh, something that, you know, Fox was building up to. But then, you know, when Disney came in and bought everything, changed the whole game. <laughs> and Am uh, I winning that one? All right. Yeah, yeah it looks like it. Mike's at a solid five right now. All right, so that brings us to your number six, Chris. My number six, and another tick on the board for me, Soul. Came out on Christmas. Uh, another Disney film from the year, and it was wonderful. Jamie Foxx, I cannot get enough of Tina Fey. Say what you will, she's problematic in certain areas. But uh, No, I thought it was great. I thought it was absolute uh, wonderful take on the afterlife. The animation style for the, is it the Jerry's or the Terry's who run the afterlife? Uh, it was a very unique I think it's style. Jerry's. It's Jerry's, right? Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. I, I think Terry is the one that does all the numbers. Who is played by a woman. Terry the accountant. <laughs> Terry the accountant is played by an actress, which surprised me when I was looking up IMDb, and I was like, oh, it's the same one who was um, the Game Master's right-hand woman in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. She's very 
smoky. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> very smoky. But no, it's a wonderful. It it ended in a place where I did not expect it to go. Uh, and I wonder if there may have been a discussion about how the movie should end, but it went in a direction I wasn't expecting. So that was nice. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was. I I actually I put this higher on the list uh, on top of Onward because I thought uh, this one kind of gave me the feels a little bit more than Onward did. Right on. I was distracted by Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. You had your thing. I had mine. Yeah, so I didn't get But I really wanted to see Soul, and it's definitely on my list. Yep. Yeah, I would say it's a... I just haven't been around to it yet. It looks great. It looks really good. I'd highly recommend it, and... Yeah, I think it's... I won't spoil, but it just... It ended in a way I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. I think that's why... Usually, Pixar movies kind of go a certain way, but that's cool to know. Yeah. I definitely had higher expectations. Yeah, I just read something about it that they uh, they have four endings on that, and they ended up going with the one that they released. But wow. they fully completed four different endings. That's what I would have suspected. Oh, wow. We'll see it on Blu-ray, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. That actually, I read today that uh, Endgame had several other endings as well. They shot all sorts of other stuff that uh, hasn't made the light of day. RDJ lives. <laughs> oh well, actually, RDJ lives. What? Actually, you'll be surprised. Black you Widow. would be surprised. <laughs> Black Widow lives. Wait until Black Widow comes out. Actually, oh, that, I've been waiting. Can I just say, WandaVision so far is fucking magnificent. Oh, Wanda, anyway, WandaVision's been great. That's a whole nother ep- well, yeah, that is a whole episode. Yeah, that is a different episode. We we yep. actually did a pretty in depth uh, multiverse episode recently. The last episode for movie preview. For was. Movie preview yep. was the multiverse episode, but we should really do when WandaVision's done. We should do a WandaVision episode because that, yeah. so far, it's been fantastic. Yep. It's at the halfway point right now. Yep. So things are starting to take a turn. Yep. And speaking of halfway point, we've got five left for each of us. I'm yes. going to go uh, take a break. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. take a quick uh, pause. Can we take a quick pause, guys, for bathroom breaks? Cool. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool. All right. Yeah, Chris is going to take a quick bathroom break run. <laughs> 